Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back and welcome into another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am here on the podcast and on YouTube. Welcome back. Uh, And I'm here with, uh, as you can see, my favorite co-hoster, your favorite co-hoster, and a litany of uh, aficionados for many things. Mr. Jeremy Boucher, how are you? Very good, Adam. Thank you again for uh, welcoming into your uh, welcoming me into your household. It's, it's uh, pretty much your like half your house. It's yeah. not. It's my household. Your studio. It's our studio it's now. The, it's our. It's the. It's the the studio. Yeah. No. Uh, finally, back on our uh, our routine of of Tuesday uh, recordings and and yep. Wednesday releases and and all that jazz. Uh, nice to be back. Uh, kind of how we used to always do things. <laughs> uh, glad. Uh, great to be back on on the YouTube. And I actually finally watched ourselves last week. Oh, and your thoughts? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like watching myself on <laughs> uh, on the television. Gets addicting. Yeah, for sure. I'm, eventually, I'm gonna take the Ignite TV remote and say Jeremy Boucher and see if I show up <laughs> on the uh, on the search results uh, or Wildcast podcast <laughs> and see if you see if it uh, pops up. So that's that's when we know we've uh, that's we made the goal. It. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the uh, that's the goal. Um, yeah, it's it's good to be back on YouTube. It's good to be still talking hockey. I don't think we're gonna have a, as much new hockey as we want to talk about here in the next couple of weeks, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get at some of the shows. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. We're down to the final three. Mm. Uh, Cody was sent home. He's a good cook. He was all right as a leader, but. I mean, that challenge that they did where they got to guess the wrong food, like what's wrong with it all the time in the last line of defense there, the, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I that's, was like. That's a tough one. Yeah. It's, uh, that's that's the one that really. Uh, you got to be on. Yeah, you do. Uh, it's the one that's going to tell you who's who's going to get uh, get the spot in the finale. Yeah. Some of those sabotages are, you know, are, are tough to tough to point out. You know, it's uh, peas or, or some other green circly round <laughs> vegetable you know, endive instead of romaine lettuce. Like this, these are tough. Uh, your palate's got to be on point. Yep. Uh, talk to see Cody go. I liked him from uh, from the get go. Uh, and he actually grew on me. Like when I first saw him, I was like, "Oh, this guy is too cocky. He'll be out in two or three shows." Like mm-hmm. he had an attitude, and then he just kind of figured it out and slowly put it together. That's what you got to do. You yep. know, it's, uh, you have to have the confidence and, uh, the swagger, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But, you know, I think it's kind of got to him, uh, got to his head a little bit. I hope him and Mary Lou become uh, an actual <laughs> item outside of the kitchen. Are they not just the cutest little oh, couple? Oh, they're, they're great. Uh, but no, final three, uh, Big D, Declan, uh, Corey, and, uh, and Mary Lou. So it's going to be, uh, a great, uh, season finale. Have they done a final three before or do they usually do final two? Because they made it seem like this was the first time they've done three. Because they had Declan, uh, Mary Lou, and then they brought in or Mary, uh, Corey, and they brought in Mary Lou or whatever the order was. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like, uh, do they do that often? I don't think so. No, no. Okay. Uh, usually they've got those two big pillars, and they reveal the final two that way. Yeah. Uh, this time was three. Uh, so they're they're going to do a cook off to see who's actually in the finale, and then. Uh, the finale usually has all the chefs back from the entire show. Okay. And then the final two get to pick their pick their team. Oh, okay. And one team will cook in the blue kitchen, one team will cook in the red kitchen. Uh, and then at the end of the show, um, you know, Chef Ramsey kind of goes through, uh, usually goes through the, the, the guest reviews, and then they'll go up the stairs, and one door will be unlocked, and the other door will be locked, and the, and the one whose door is unlocked wins the, wins the season. So that's how you know who's the winner, uh, and I, I figure it's going to be you know Corey and, Ma- and Mary Lou in the final I was, two. I was just going to ask what your final two was. Yeah, um, you know Declan, uh, you know he's got a great, uh, obviously very experienced, and has already got that nice resume for himself in in, uh, in culinary. But you know, it's I, I've said Mary Lou and Corey from yeah. from day one as a final two, and uh, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, you know, I picked Declan, even though I said Drew early on. I said the big Irish guy, big D, and I got the names wrong. Um, I kind of hope if they got to pick their own, like, so they pick divided evenly, or they pick a certain number of. So uh, basically, what's going to happen is uh, whoever wins the challenge, yeah, 
will get the first pick. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, so let's say Corey, if Corey wins a challenge, she might pick Nikki as her as her first pick. Right. Mary Lou will take Cody, obviously. Yeah. Um. So it's just you know whoever wins the challenge gets first pick until the last one's picked. So the whole like all the cooks are coming. Yeah, yeah back. From, from so they don't pick like six out of the remaining. Like each team has six instead of. I'm pretty sure it's all okay. of them. Uh, Declan's gonna be in trouble if he gets to the finals end because he's he doesn't like Mark. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. doesn't like Amber. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think early on I can't remember the the guy that quit. Uh, I can't remember what his name was. Peter, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. he he rubbed him the wrong way. So like if Declan gets to the final, Declan might be in trouble if uh if Corey or Mary Lou is smart and picks yeah. leaves him with his his uh, people that he's. He's wrong there, but yeah, it's. I'm excited to uh, to see the finale. This is literally 19 seasons. This is the first time I've watched from start to finish. So, I mean, who knows? We could be on season 20 by the time the uh, the playoffs get here for the the <laughs> for the Wildcats. But right. Uh, all right, the other show, Big Brother Canada. I mean, you talked about it last week. Both our our picks of Tara and uh, now I can't think of who your pick was. Rohan. Rohan. I yeah. want to say Ryan, but Rohan, uh, they were up for elimination. Yes, yes, they were. And um, don't keep me in suspense. So Who's la- still alive? Yes. So last week, um, I did want to spoil it because uh, I know that uh, sometimes I like to read the spoilers. So when we left off last week, uh, I had said that um, we had uh, Beth as the uh, as the head of household, and we had uh, Rohan and Tara up for up for eviction. Right. Um, the Roe show came through, won the power veto. Um, in, and in the biggest backdoor blindside, I think, in Big Brother history, um, Spicy V, Victoria, was mm-hmm. named as the replacement nominee. Um, she did not see this coming. Uh, her and Beth were chit-chatting all week about being, yeah, we're good. We're going to go to the end together. Final two, baby, me and you. Yeah. And then... Beth goes and pulls, like I said, the biggest backdoor blindside in Mm. Big Brother history, puts Victoria up as the replacement nominee, and Victoria is evicted in in a unanimous vote. Um, Last week was also a double eviction, um, so two uh, house house guests were were evicted. uh, So right after Victoria... um, was uh, was evicted there was a new how to household how to household um which i believe was Kiefer. um Kiefer then immediately uh nominated rohan and brayden um for eviction but a few minutes later there's a power veto ceremony um i think jetson or ty i always get these the, the two the two guys uh confused but one of those two guys won the pov didn't use it and my boy Rosha was evicted uh, with a unanimous vote. So uh, I'm out. Um, I'm out of the uh, of the Big Brother Canada. Um, so far this week, we have Jedson, who um, is the uh, head of household. And he nominated uh, Tina and Tara. Um, Tara so, again? Yeah. Oh, man. So, Adam, you were on the block this week. Um, well, I did see the commercials where it's like it, it showed Tara and, like, how no one's gonna see this coming? Like she's kind of figuring this game out. It yeah. seems like I mm-hmm. I don't watch it, but uh, you know the few commercials that come on Global when we're watching other TV shows, um, it kind of seems like they're pointing to she's gonna figure this out. And... Yes, hundred percent. She's she's really coming uh, coming into her own zone here, and uh, I uh, I think she's got a, a good chance of uh, of sticking around even though she's on the block. So stay tuned next week. We'll have another <laughs> uh, Big Brother Canada update. And I think we're going to move into the uh, Masked Singer, our other third show that the we original liked. show that started yeah, this. That's yeah, that's what uh, started the old uh, pop culture segment of this <laughs> yeah. show. Before we actually get into talking about hockey, even though this is a hockey podcast, we like to talk about our, our television yeah. shows. I didn't watch last week's episode, so what? Uh, yeah, honestly, I've got about nine shows right now on the PBR <laughs> that I haven't got into yet. The yeah. last week has just been so busy. Uh, you know, dance class with my daughter. Um, are you practicing at home? Is she no, is she, no, 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 no. But is she practicing? So that she makes you practice? Oh, uh, not yet, but eventually. Okay. Um, right. you know, dance class, hockey games. You know, left and right. Uh, you know, doing my own uh, thing, trying to watch a midget hockey to get ready for the Q <laughs> draft, and I just forget about these shows that I have recorded. Yeah. So 
I did the big brother recap. Adam, <laughs> I'll pass it over to you for the mass uh, singer recap. It was, it was the group B final or finale, I guess. Uh, so you have the top four going into the whole show for the remaining eight. Uh, they brought back a second wild card. It was a bulldog. Um, I'll get to who it was. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'll get to who it was and who I pretty much figured out it would be. Um, I man. The the piglet, I mean, it went away from a lot of the uh, the bachelorette bachelor categories. There was a lot of football. Um, the 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 panels is thinking boy bands. They're thinking, uh, you know, Jordan Knight, Jonathan Knight from New Kids on the Block, uh, AJ McLean, which you had guessed earlier in the in these episodes that we do here. Um, I mean, I thought it was Casey Kale from from the Bachelor, but now I'm kind of thinking it's. I got to believe it's one of the Knight brothers, either Jordan or Jonathan from uh, New Kids on the Block. Um, who is this? Oh, uh, Chameleon. Um, Layla is pretty sure it's, uh, what'd she say, most deaf. That's the exact same look I had. But if you know who that is, I mean, he's a 90s rapper. I'm sorry. Um, that's what I thought was uh, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, it's still the same kind of type of person like rap game right. 90s yeah. early 2000s so she's pretty sure that it's uh it's most deaf um and yeah so the the wild card the second wild card uh which i thought was lionel richie then the way he's saying this year and the more clues uh i'm kind of leaning towards what you had with bobby brown um the other one the new wild card was bulldog and when bulldog came out i was pretty sure it was probably nick cannon um, who it actually ended up being. And the reason I say that is because if you've ever watched Mass Singer and you've seen the level of costumes, it literally looked like a gold sweat, a gold Adidas sweatshirt out of Nick Cannon's, you know, laundry and a, a mask you get at the dollar store and you paint it gold. Like there was no, <laughs> there was no big, like a lot of the masks, they got, you know, heads are up to here and the face is here, but they look tall or, you know, big and bulk. And his was just literally like a, a gold sweatsuit and a, and a, and a bulldog face mask. So it ended up being, there was no vote. It ended up Nisi Nash is like, I'm going to, I'm going to pick who's leaving, which led me to hundred percent say it's Nick Cannon. So Nick Cannon will finally uh, be back hosting. Thank God. Not that Nisi Nash did a bad job. I just, I don't like change and I want my show the way I want my show. So You'll probably catch up next week. Eh? Oh yeah, it's the group A because so yeah. it's the Russian doll. So you got to be. Oh, that's my handsome boys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll see if we get a fourth uh, a fourth member and then throw that completely into a oh, wrinkle for you. Jesus, I, at that point I would think I'm I'm know, going 90 degrees if we see a fourth member. Well, I'm sticking with Hanson, but if they do a fourth member, I'm thinking, okay, is it a hint of someone they've collaborated with in the yeah, past? Yeah. Um, look. I'm pretty sure it's Hanson. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going so anywhere else. a fourth doll. You're not. No, not, not even. For, okay. Not even. I'm sticking with Hanson. All right. All right. So yeah, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, and now subscribe, subscribe, and like on the YouTube. Let's get to some news and notes from around the league. News and notes from around the queue. All right, well, I mean, this probably isn't going to be the happiest segment, but uh, we'll see. All right, Q side of playoffs again last week were delayed and now redone. There's no bye weeks. Uh, teams are going to one through eight. Um, so they were slated to start on April 23rd. And now we still don't know because Gatineau has, I think, their whole team, uh, 25 or 23 cases, something like that, uh, which, you know, is crazy. I mean, you only got, what, 21, 20? Well, they probably got 25, 26 players now staff and whatnot so basically half their team mm. which you told me before and i couldn't believe it i mean well geez when when sherbrooke had that outbreak earlier in the season i said uh you know what's covid spelled backwards and it's you know defog what <laughs> you know, what the fog is going on in, in gatineau i forgot you said that. i mean <laughs> that's that's tough man it, it, it's honestly it's like they're the majority of their team didn't they start this didn't weren't they the first team to have the big one or was it just sherbrooke that had the very big sherbrooke one? had the early one yeah okay yeah. I'm pretty sure, or I can't think back, but there's been so many different cases yeah. in this and that. Yeah, so there, that's that's delaying things uh, yeah. quite substantially. No more buys for the uh, for the playoff for the you know in the in the first round. So yeah, it's gonna be look look gonna look a little different. We'll be lucky if Gatineau and Quebec even. I mean, you pretty much can't say you can't be in the playoffs, but I mean they're one 
like you said last week, they're one game away from trying game one and mm-hmm. they get a COVID case and yeah. you're done. So yeah, exactly. So it's it's gotta be tough to be uh in that those two markets, hopefully obviously hockey's secondary, so hopefully the the guys just stay safe and get kind of over this. Uh to keep on this bright side, no Memorial Cup officially in twenty twenty one. Uh we kinda knew this was coming, but you know, we touched on a little bit. Uh bigger question. What does this mean for St. John in 2022? Well, hopefully it uh, <laughs> doesn't change anything, right? It's, yep. uh, you know, they didn't, uh, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, they didn't go and reward the this year's back to Kelowna or to a, a dub team. They uh, yep. they kept it, uh, you know, on, on on schedule. They gave it to the O. Uh, it's not happening in the O this year. You know, 2020, May 2022, that's... Uh, you know that's that's the Q's turn, and usually what happens is you're building for this. You're you're building for this. Your most teams would have to have a bid, like we'll have to note would have to notify the Q that they're. I think when when Moncton and Halifax were bidding for what year was it 2019, the last one. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I think Moncton had to bid had to let the league know in april of the previous year yeah does that sound familiar to you because the players were still around because i know they did a big video about it i feel like it was even before i got here because i didn't see any memorial cup like we're planning to have the memorial cup in 2019 until i got here and found out so it might have been it might have been early but i don't remember seeing any player stuff or any Memorial Cup bids and stuff like I'm that. I'm trying to think when it was, but I I would imagine it's in, a, in a normal in a normal because we time, know that Quebec and and uh, Saint John are already putting bids in, right? Well, nothing's official, right. right? They're not official until they're with until the bids are with the league, and usually it's around you know April May of of the year before that you hear about you know okay these are the teams that are going to be bidding on the Memorial Cup. Here's your presentations, and you know usually they have a they announce uh, the host city. On the memorial during the Memorial Cup, right? Something like that. Something around there. Yeah. So it's it's uh, obviously things are a little different. Um, I mean, you have to think we're gonna have a full season next year. Uh, but no, I, you got to think there's there's got to be some bids out there that are gonna be official. I'm, uh, they'll probably wait till the end of the season, but yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just hope we can uh, keep our keep our turn. Um, yeah, I mean, this you can read the statement on the uh, the CHL's Twitter there at CHL Hockey, but right at the bottom, further decisions regarding the timing and location of the 2022 Memorial Cup will be announced at a later date. And really, it all just depends on when this season, I mean, man, it, A, you just really got to be feel bad for the 20-year-olds in in uh, Ontario. Like, mm-hmm. this pretty much ends their season, even though I don't think the OHL is actually shut down. But this pretty much ends, I mean... Well, yeah, they're, they're still... They still want to play. They're still talking with the with the governments, but uh, today, the, you know, the OJHL announced a cancellation of their series. That's Junior A. Yeah. Um, Quebec Junior A canceled their seasons. I, I don't think Midget AAA and Quebec's going to get going to get on the ice, so that's going to be tough for drafting uh, for our teams in drafting. But you know, if the OHL can get 10, 15, 20 games in. Why not? Just yeah. give these kids some playing time. Because that's basically uh, what the WHL is at. I mean, there's yeah. no reason to have a playoffs now. Yeah, but it's, it's you know, Ontario's on a province-wide lockdown until the end of June, early May. No, Jeez. no, sorry, not, not in June, April. Oh, okay. I'm I was getting, like, I'm getting ahead crap. of myself here. Um, yeah, end of April or early May. So, yeah. I mean, best-case scenario, they're starting mid-May and ending things and what's the point yeah, like, at that you're point, just right. bringing guys back you're not bringing any euros any real rookies just to turn around and be like well that was fun mm-hmm. uh you might as well stay for camp next year i guess season yeah. slash camp because i mean just end it it sucks stay healthy um and come back next year with hopefully a full season mm-hmm. uh okay so we'll just keep going with the the bad news until we get to a finally good news in the league um well, you're the guy that talks to all the premiers and gets uh, hockey going back, and I guess you'll probably be busy this week. Uh, no bubble. Maybe a bubble somewhat. Bu- no bubble on April 19th. Nope. Um, so so keep us updated, if sir. If you like these games against <laughs> Bathroom St. John, 
We got some good news for you. Yes. Um, we're only playing them till the end of April. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, unfortunately, we're not going to get to see Charlottetown or Halifax or, or, or Cape Breton in the regular season. Uh, we are stuck with uh, the Teton and the Sea Dogs until, uh, well, the rest of the regular season. Yeah, May 1st when it ends. And then, um, y- you know, they're, they're hoping that um, May 3rd would be the new date for the bubble. Um, the premiers are going to meet uh, the last week of April. See how things are going then. Uh, if uh, if they can get going on May third, they'll get things going on May third. Uh, but they've already said, you know, if things don't look promising for for uh, you know the first week of May, they'll have to push it back to May the tenth. You know, so at that point, all right, <laughs> you know, the leagues pushed back the Quebec playoffs. Are they going to push back the Maritime playoffs? That's that's to be determined, but let's just you know fingers crossed for for May the third because you know conveniently enough that's the next day after that would be the uh, one game knockout is yep. that correct May the fourth yeah. be with you yeah May the fourth be with you that uh, the first time we would see the Cape Breton Eagles would be in a one game knockout and that literally is the that's the first time that has ever happened in <laughs> league history yeah because you usually play the other teams in Quebec at least twice. So crazy world we're living in. Yep. So yeah, completely different teams. We saw them in the preseason. That's Mm -hmm. it. Like completely different. Barring a major Wildcats winning streak and Moosehead's losing streak, which could happen, which very well could Could happen. happen. I mean, they get to play Cape Breton. So uh. yeah, we are um, set to face Cape Breton in a one game knockout on uh, May 4th at the Avenir Center. And let's be honest, we keep going with these cases and pushing things back. Every playoff game will be a one name, one game. Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris will finally get his March Madness style <laughs> one game knockout. You bring your best, bring with what you got, and uh, no, nah, I, I mean, we might like literally. I shouldn't say no. Nah, we might not. We might get to that, but yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, to kind of assess what Cape Breton would look like. I, I got a feeling we got a good chance at that one. Well, I guess we'll see. One game knockouts. That's the uh, that's the beauty of March Madness, or in this case, it would be May Madness. May Madness. So we'll. Uh, oh, I think we'll we just happens. found. I think the Q just found out their new hashtag. May Madness. May Madness. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> well done. All right, we'll finally get to some good news. I mean, I guess we had a little bit of good news if you like seeing Bathurst and St. John play uh, against the Wildcats, but some good news. The QMJHL Team of the Week was announced, and there were some Wildcats on that. Your forwards, Thomas Casey for the Islanders, four goals, three assists in three games. Matthew DeGagne, two goals, five assists in three games. And your captain, Jacob Hudson, four games, five goals, two assists, and a plus five. The defenseman, uh, three games, one goal, five assists for Adam McCormick. And your rookie call-up defenseman, uh, Thomas Darcy, two goals and no assists, plus three in four games. Uh, Just coming into his own there. And the goaltender was Alexi Gravel, one and one with the three point five goals against average. So, I mean, Jacob Hudson, not so much a surprise. Thomas Darcy, you know, good for him. I mean, he's played what five games, six yeah, games. He's and, really good. Yeah, uh, really good. But we'll uh, maybe maybe we'll hear him uh, his name <laughs> later in the show. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything here, but uh, maybe maybe I'll throw him out. Uh, Throw a drop, a Darcy drop. A Darcy oh. drop. Ooh. Ooh. Darcy drop. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's uh speaking of the team, let's uh, get to the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. That's another hashtag. That is another hashtag. Dar- Darcy, Darcy drop. drop. He's gonna enjoy that. All right. Uh so yeah, much better week for the Wildcats. Uh over the four games, they went two and two, bringing the record to 10, 15, 2, and 1 for a 4-11 winning percentage. But if we're being honest, as we get into these four games, they should have been three and one. Not even they could have been. They should have been three and one. Uh, yes, I will one hundred and ten percent agree. Uh, yeah. They were five, five minutes. minutes away from being three and one. Yeah. But my folks, that's my my folks. Anyways, <laughs> here's another one. Thomas Twickles the twine. If you wanna, if you wanna hashtag that, you absolutely can. I just thought of that. It just came to my head. I don't know that. T T T Thomas 
Twiggles? Is it tick, Tickles? What's, what's the word? Tickles. Is, is it Twickles? No, tink, Tickles. Tickles the twine. Tickles the twine. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas, we'll get there. Thomas we'll get Tickles the twine. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> no, thank you. All right, so we'll go all the way back to April 6th quickly. We're going to kind of recap all four of these uh, as we go. Um, 49 shots for Moncton. Uh, they beat Bathurst 5 3. Uh, you know, I went on the post game show Sunday and I said it was probably their most complete game. I asked you. Uh, via message, and you said this one was probably their most complete game. Um, I mean, 49 shots, That's that has to be a record for this team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the whole calling out Dakota Long Cornish last week seemed, uh, to, work seemed, in seemed to have worked. <laughs> in our favor, yeah. Um, so, you know, when the, when, when the podcast talks, the boys listen. Took three years. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Um, and it's, look, I, I'm sure it's not because of that. I'm no. sure he just knew he had, a, he had to be better. Yeah. Uh, it was a very good game from, from Mon Cornish, uh, made some, made some saves. I said last week, got to make a save. He made some saves. Um, so this was, yeah, this was a very, uh, very complete game. Uh, same thing with the, with the Saint, with the win against St. John. Very, again, another complete game. If they can start playing complete games, they can compete. They're they're going to win these games, yeah. right? They're they're in these games. They're not the the roster on paper paper might look like you know trailer trash. Pardon, you know I mean that in a nice way. Uh, junior A style. Yeah, it, it's it's it literally it, it has a junior A feel, um, but it's not like this team. I think it has to do with a lot with the man who's behind the bench. Uh, he asks a lot of these players, and they deliver. And you know who doesn't want to play for an NHL coach, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, it's if you're paying if you're playing for an NHL coach, there's so many connections and contacts that that Dan Lacroix has in his back pocket uh, that these players can uh, can look at other options. You know, you might think that this player is only a you know might go play uh, you know youth sports, but you know there might be an opportunity down the road where you know they might actually get a pro deal because. You know, he's got, I'm sure he's got contacts in, in the AHL, he's yep. got contacts in the ECHL, he's everywhere. Um, so when you can play for a coach like him, you're, you're, you're in a good spot. And leave an impression, mm-hmm. like not just, uh, not just play for him. Um, and, you know, I said they should have been 3-1. and one. They could have been 4-0 and oh if they just would have started on time on the Tuesday, on the back-to-back night. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as good as Dakota Line Cornish was Tuesday... I don't know about you, but I openly question the deal to go back to him on Wednesday, especially in a back-to-back night. If we just talked about needing to see Sheehan more, or not Sheehan, we did see him, needing to see Philly on more, um, giving him more starts just because he's your guy uh, moving forward. Um, but, I mean, they gave up two goals on six shots or four shots or something like that, called the timeout, settled things down, ended up you know, outscoring the Sea Dogs 3-2. to two, But maybe a good start there. Uh, I'm not saying that a different goaltender would have made a difference. I'm just saying just a start in general uh, in that one. They could have maybe been 4-0 and and put a lot of extra points in the bank when they're chasing uh, chasing Halifax. I mean, that game Tuesday night, they did everything they could in coming back. Just when you have such a young roster, it was a lot of Langlois, Barbashev, and Hudson. <laughs> and when they pulled the goalie, God love them, they had nothing left in the tank. Yeah. Nothing, and they were they couldn't even keep the puck in the zone. They had nothing left mm-hmm. in the tank. Yeah, it was that was uh, you know the, you could tell they wanted to get that equalizer, and uh, it just didn't happen. You know they were uh, it wasn't the greatest uh, you know extra attacker yeah. uh, you know setup uh, that that I've seen. So maybe that's something they can they can work on. But uh, no, it just that's a tough that's a tough one. They. They, I think they they battled. They really wanted that point, but just couldn't get it. But you know, to uh, t- to be down, you know, three three nothing, and then you know, kind of chip away, and you know, at least get the game within one. Yeah, but you you can't complain. Yeah, after being down what four four one, I mean, mm. and the the fourth goal, they just I mean, you give Kotkoff the puck on the corner, and he comes out to the middle. You're gonna watch him. You're mm-hmm. gonna make sure he's not shooting. And Ryan Francis was able to uh, sneak in, but I had said to I can't remember who I was talking to. It was at work there. Um, 
DLC had two goals on three shots, and I think it was the 11th shot of the period. If he doesn't make that save, it was three goals and 10 shots. He doesn't make that save. His night was done. Like he, he, he rebound very well after the second, because I, you know, I've many times said you have to give the 16 year old the best opportunities to succeed when he's going to start and bringing him off the bench is not the way to do it. Uh, I was shocked that Filion didn't come in because he was the backup uh, that night. I was, I was kind of shocked he didn't come in especially just because it was the back-to-back nights. That's one thing with Dan Lacroix. He doesn't seem to be, be one to, to change goalies, right? Yep. It's, uh, we, we've seen situations where, you know, we're coaching from home, right? Mm. We're the armchair, uh, armchair coaches here. And, you know, we, we chat back and forth during the games and, they, you know, they should, you know, pull, pull on Cornish and, and put Philly in, uh, you know, the games are the hands. Yep. It's it's it sounds good, but at the same time, it's like, all right, well, the last thing you want is for your you know your future number one goaltender to go in there and you know get lit up and lose confidence and so, and I and I've defended Lacroix for not doing that mm-hmm. in the six one games, the third period, the seven one game, or whatever the two the two bad ones. But I just thought with an intermission down three, it wasn't so much to. Lon Cornish's fault. You just needed a spark, and down three nothing. Sometimes you can get that spark from mm-hmm. the backup goalie. So this game in particular, I was surprised that Filion wasn't in the net in the second period. I guess for me, yeah, no, I I, I know what you I know what you mean. Uh, I'm I'm in the same way, right? It just we we coach like I said, we coach from home. <laughs> we right? GM we, from we, here. We criticize the team. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know you have to realize like. The, there's decisions that they make for, for a reason. Yep. And you have to think that, it, you know, it's, yeah, he doesn't like pulling, pulling the goalie or changing goalies in the game. Well, uh, and it's true. The last thing you, you don't want your rookie goaltender to go in there and get, you know, lit up and, and lose confidence. Yep. Right. hundred He's still, he's still young. Uh, you know, he, and he's been playing super, super, super well. Um, so that's the last thing you want right now is, uh, you know, it's, it's for him to go in there and Philly on himself give up a couple goals on on three or four shots, and yeah, then yeah. you know what's what's that going to do to him for the next? You have no. Yeah. What's that going to do to him the next game, right? So, um, you know, if if Lund Cornish is in there and it's you know six six nothing St. John, just leave him. I, I think leave him in. Like, really, what what is there left for him to prove? Um, there is nothing left for him to prove. He's he's you know he's played his his career in this league. He's got his his university commitment, um, you know, he's only got a a month a month left of junior hockey. Uh, I don't think he minds staying in there for for six goals against. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. That's the only reason I said it, it was back to back nights. But I mean, it could have backfired, and Filion goes in, and then you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one. So the next one is the one they should have won uh, if they don't get into penalty trouble. Uh, with about five minutes left, and it was a, a tripping call, and then one of the worst p- penalties in the game. If it happens to you, and if it happens to the other team, it's awesome when you need it. That was the delay game on Hamill. Um, I mean, I guess the story was Sheehan got a start, and he he played all right for his first start in five months. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there look, was nothing was, that was his fault, really. This was as surprising as anything. Yeah, uh, I I did not see him. Uh, getting a start, you know, it was just um, when I saw the he was starting, I was like, I forgot he was even on the team. Uh, but no, good for him. Um, yeah. you know, it's uh, I, I don't know what his uh, what his Q career will be uh, after this season. I, I don't know if he's going to be around next year. Uh, maybe he's just there to play some action, get some get some teams to, to take a look at him. Because, because, hey, if he's a good, uh, if he wants to come in and play, you know, back up the Philly on and maybe play 20 games, 20, 25 games, maybe 30 next year. Yeah. I don't think he'd play 30. Great. Keep him around. Yep. Uh, but I think he, he's going to want a better, a better opportunity. Um, but I'm, so I'm glad he kind of got that, that action because he did play really well. He made some, some really key saves. Yep. 
um, that if he didn't make those, you know, it's Moncton doesn't have the lead with, with five minutes left. I mean, the end result would have been the same, but... Uh, you're not in it. You're not you in it. a chance. Yeah. Um, and we're... When you say he might not be here next year, that's nothing against him. I think we're both under the thought that a veteran or a, a free agent or an acquisition of an 18, a, an older guy will come in. Cause it's really tough in a rebuild to go two 16, I guess six, 17 year old, yeah. two 17 year old goaltenders, even though one is the goaltender of the future, um, you know, and you know, Sheehan could come in and camp and just light the world on fire. We've, you know, we've seen that in the past couple camps where a goalie plays really well. He played he played well enough to get a spot on the team. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason why I don't think he he can do that next year. Um, he's another year older. He's got some experience in the net. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there was nothing he could do on the uh, the kidney goal, the game winner. Uh, I mean, it was a McCormick pass. It was wide open. He dove over trying to do everything he can. But, you know, I don't – yeah, you're right. He didn't do anything, you know. It's like a game manager quarterback in football. Just go in there, make the saves you need to. Don't you don't have to be spectacular, but you don't also want to, I guess, cause a turnover in football. But yeah. you don't want to do anything to cause anything. And I don't think he did. I think he played very well. And I think if Dan needed to go back to him, I, I don't think he's got any chance or any hesitation to go back to him because what we didn't realize last week when we said we got to go Sheehan more is it was four games and six nights. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to give your goaltenders some uh, some rest. And then we finished it up on Sunday, Master Sunday, with a we were both wrong on who our Masters picks were. Um, I don't even know. I don't if, even know who. I don't even know if Hideki uh, Matsui is yeah. that his name? Oh. Uh, no, Matsuyama. Who's Who's Hideki Matsui? He, he plays baseball. That's the one. Right, <laughs> Hideki Matsui. He's in. Uh, is that in Knocked Up, where uh, Paul Rudd's character goes for the baseball draft, and he's like, "But we got Matsui because she's all mad at him." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hideki uh, Matsui. <laughs> uh, Hideki Matsuyama, I think is his name. Okay. I can't remember. It's. I'll look it up. Anyways, uh, I don't even think Deshambo made the cut, and Jordan Spieth was in it for a while, but then Matsuyama, first Japanese winner ever, um, just was playing great uh, great golf there. But let's not talk about golf. Let's talk about hockey. Um, 6-3 victory, Moncton over St. John. Started uh, on fire. Um, give the team, you know, after a tough loss, they come back, they battle hard, they get that nice 4-1 lead, and then... Bang, bang. It's 4-3, and I don't know about you, but I was uh, worried a little bit because we've seen those goals that deflate the hockey club. Um, So I was a little, with about seven minutes left, I was like, don't play not to lose. Don't go into your shell. Mm -hmm. Just keep trying to be aggressive. And I understand when, you know, St. John gets one and then they get that, and they're down by one, they've got all the confidence. But credit Moncton, they didn't really go into as much of a shell as they could have gone into. No, they didn't. Uh, I'm going to throw out a Neil Hodge quote here um, because, yeah, once St. John made it f- uh, 4-3, um, y- you know, you pay for the whole seat, but you, you only need the edge. Yep, 100 bucks. Uh, and, yeah, that kind of got uh, a little bit white-knuckle time at the yeah. uh, at the Avenir Center. But then, uh, you know, your, 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 big, your big players always step up in big moments and uh, – Let's just say that uh, Jacob Budson goal to make it 5-3 was a weak one. Uh, I, I think it was a weak one. Oh, the 4-3 one in the 5-hole? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think if Iman has a chance, he wants that one back. Oh, man, that was such – it was uh, – that's nothing against the the shot, but, I mean, that's that's right through the wickets. Yeah. Um, and that has to be stopped at that, that part of the uh, – that's crucial moment of the game. Yeah. That has to be stopped. And – it wasn't, fortunately for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, because if it if that if that was stopped, you know, you you knew you knew that last few minutes that ice was going to be tilted. Yeah. And uh, Feast Atlantic wants to send me a message. Who oh, I think I won one of the prizes for uh, Putin <laughs> Fest here, folks. Uh, let's get a uh, a live uh, live commentary here. It's going to be awkward. Um, if you didn't. Request. Ho! What'd you win? Hello, you are the winner of our content. You have the choice between the PS5 and the Echelon Exercise Bike. Imagine a guy that doesn't play video games has a chance at a PS5. Are you serious? I am not joking. All because uh, of that one poutine that was here. Congratulations. By accepting this prize, you agree we can post your name in our social media and marketing content. 
If we do not receive a message back after 24 hours, we may choose another winner. Well, folks, I am going to accept <laughs> and reply saying, hey there, uh, this is amazing. Uh, thank you so much. What are you picking? Heart emoji. Um, I don't know, folks. Um, I, I really, I want that PS5. Um, I just don't know what I would do with a bike. It's an (laughs) exercise, exercise, it's an exercise bike, right? Yeah. Um, so So it's not like, it's not like a bike bike. No, you set up a TV, you get a Peloton, uh, membership and you. I'm going PS5. Let's go PS5. Um, Oh my god, this is absolutely amazing. Sorry for this, folks. Um, I will How many poutines have you had? Accept the PS5. That's unbelievable. Smiley face. I hate you right now so much. Send. I hate you. I mean, I, I love you, but I also hate you so much. This is absolutely amazing. Um, How many poutines did you have? 3? Huh, I wonder if it, I wonder which one it was that Well, won. everyone I had I shared on Instagram, right? Yeah. And that was the contest. Yeah. Is anytime you you uh you want to you ate a poutine, you'd have to take a picture of it, put it on Instagram, hashtag um feast poutine week 21. And I guess I won. So That's unbelievable. There you go, folks. That's that's uh basically how you become uh Part of a live contest winning, uh, not necessarily live, yeah. but um, that's how I react when you find out that I've won a, what, a $500 gaming console? Is that what Six. it is? $600 yeah, gaming minimal. console? Um, for a guy who doesn't game as much. Yeah. So, but you know what? I've wanted one. Trade right? for a PS4? No, that's okay. <laughs> um, so this is absolutely fantastic. Sorry, folks. Uh, we'll get back to the hockey talk. Um, All right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what were we uh, doing here? Uh, St. John's. That's six, right. Three. Uh, the win. That's right. The win. Yeah. We are following up a win <laughs> with a win. Yeah, yeah, Let's talk are. about more winning. Uh, where do you want to uh, talk about? The power play issues or the uh, one giveaway that led to the first St. John goal? Um, let's let's talk about um, Tristan DeYoung here for a second. All right. Um, look, look, Tristan, um, I, I know what you're doing here. <laughs> um, I, I've... I've you know, you've been a great Soldier, asset yeah. uh, since coming to Moncton, but maybe next, maybe next game, let's not clear the puck right up the center, <laughs> Brought, yeah. right, right onto the stick of a Saint John player, yeah. and then a period or two later, try to dangle around the same player <laughs> while skating out of your own zone. Wasn't the best. Um, let's just avoid doing that. Yeah. That's uh, you know. <laughs> when I saw that, ha- when I saw the giveaway, I said that might have been the biggest mistake I've seen him make in his three years here. A hundred percent. And then a couple periods later, he does that little, you know, behind, oh, the, dang- try to do behind the legs dangle thing. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> let's let's not do that again. Um, keep it simple. That's what your 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 game is simple. Your mistake free defender. You're you're not Drew Doughty back there. You're you're Tristan DeYoung. Yeah. Um. Just just play your own game. That uh. Yeah. Hundred percent. And that kind of all actually ties in a little bit to the power play. Uh. They need a quarterback. They need a guy on the back end or even on the half wall that just kind of you're into telling everyone you won that thing, aren't you? I am hundred percent telling everybody <laughs> I know right now. Yep. Um. It just feels like they need a quarterback. Like they just like they had the four minute power play in the first period and. I mean, we just, I mean, like you said, Tristan DeYoung is everything we've ever asked of him to be for this team. And he's trying to be a quarterback and it, it, they can get going a little bit, but they just need that guy to kind of calm everything down, uh, make a simple play, make a simple pass in the zone because their power play right now, I think is over here. Oh, for three, one for two. So that's one for five. Uh, I'm just checking here. I should have had this stats there. This way it allows me to let you 0 for 6. So that's now, what are we at here? 8, 1 for 8, 9, 10, 11. And then the game against Bathurst we had. Where's that game against Bathurst? 5, 3. 
So one for 11. Right now we are one, two for 15. Two for 15 on the power play in these last four games. And they oh went two God. and two. So, Well, you know what's missing? Philip Daou. Oh, that's a big, yeah, that's a big part of it. You know, and maybe he's and, literally, and maybe he was the quarterback play. that we're looking for. Yeah, he's like yeah. the Johnny Gaudreau, right? He, he, he's like the power play. Yeah. Right. He's like, he's the one that everything the, goes The power through. play goes through yeah, Philip yeah. Dow. Yeah. Goes through Philip Dow. <laughs> well go. done. You're getting, you're getting good at this. I'm most deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Give this guy a PS5 and he's all over the place. Um, yeah, no, I guess I, I guess you're bang on. I kind of, you kind of forget about Dow, uh, just the impact he had on the power play. I mean, you're right. He's the, I mean, I wouldn't say Johnny Gaudreau. I'd say Connor McDavid, but he, he's the guy that they funnel everything through, and he makes. Depends them. who you cheer for. Yeah, exactly. I, and, I can't, I can't say I cheer for the flight <laughs> as much these days. That's full, <laughs> I'm happily with full tank mode. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that's two out of fifteen. Something needs to change uh, within these, you know, and it will eventually get going. It's just it's taking a bit to to get there. So, I mean, we've got now three games left against, well, Bathurst, St. John and Bathurst, and probably I would guess, what, four or five more between the end of the year, maybe, maybe four more, two against each team. We got two extra weeks. Uh, so yeah, two, four, I would say probably another four, four or five games at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some more, uh, Bathurst and, and Sea Dog action. Looks like we're getting to play against Ian Bednar tomorrow again. That definitely looks like it because our snow started Seems tonight. It's getting lit up tonight. Yep. So, uh, um, so these three games, six points, is it realistic to expect six, five out of six points? They start tonight uh, at home against uh, Bathurst, and they're on the road for St. John and, and Bathurst, obviously. Uh, is it back-to-back? It is back-to-back nights. Is it realistic to expect uh, the way they've played over the past week, five of six points? Oh, I'm not going that far, buddy. No, uh, no, 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 no. Because um, that's two wins and an OT loss. No. No, I can't. I can't go that far. Uh, I, I'll be happy with the three. Give me the last time we did this. Yeah, yeah. We said three out of six, and we got your we got our three out of six. So, give me the three out of six. That's you know, I wouldn't. I would at this point, I wouldn't even be upset with with zero, mm-hmm. because what's it change? Absolutely nothing. No, unless we Halifax can't. We can right in Halifax. Let's be honest, is losing, losing. But are they? You really think they're going to lose against Cape Breton? I don't think so. Um, the odds of Halifax. Winning games against Cape Breton, I think, are higher than Moncton's odds against winning against Bathurst yeah, for and sure. St. John. Yeah. So, at this point, there is literally nothing that we can play for. Yeah. Are we mathematically out of it? Are we? Are we? Is it p- possible we won't even catch Halifax? No, it's not. Like we're, you know, we can still physically catch Halifax. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's possible. Right. Um. So I don't expect the five points. I just wonder after the week they had. Is it too much to expect five out of the six points? Oh, is it too much? Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I, well, I'm good with three, like you are. Like, you know, just get some points in these games to at least get the confidence, and I guess put some pressure on Halifax that we're catching them. But I, like, is it too much to expect after where they could have been three and one to expect five out of six points? And it's nice to talk about those expectations. So this—that's the thing. I, I don't want to put too many expectations on this team. Yeah. Um, again, different different scenario last year. You know, last year if we were playing, you know, three games against uh, Bathurst and St. John, I would have said, "Give me six. You need six, the minimum. Yeah, like you, that's you have to. But it is different, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, three points. Anything more than than three points, three points or more, I am ecstatic. Yeah. If it's two, it's two. If it's one, it's one. If it's zero, it's zero. Right. There's nothing to play for right now. I mean, best case scenario, we catch Halifax and we move out of the lottery. Yeah. That's, I think that's what. That's the expectation. What, what is wanted within yeah. the organization. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't think it's it's possible at this point. Like, what's, like, what are we looking at right now? Because Ruren Naranda is 12th. 
uh, and they're done. They're so done. We can't catch we them. We can't catch them. Um, That's and then St. John, which we're likely and they're well, at, we're not catching. No, them. they're at five thirty three, uh, unless we beat them for the rest of the year, and maybe who knows. But uh, yeah, I mean, it goes Baycomo, Sherbrooke, Gay Breton, Ramuski, Moncton, Halifax, who's fifteen seventeen five for a four seventy six clip. We got a four eleven. So. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not there. gonna happen. It's it's there, but it's just not yeah. gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen, especially not being able to play them. Exactly. There's no four point games. Yeah, that's um, the key. So that's um that's 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 it. Right? We're not. If they catch him, like, look, I'll probably eat my underwear. <laughs> All right. You heard uh, it here first. Yeah. If, if we manage to catch Halifax, I'll eat my underwear. But um, I just don't see it happening. Um, yeah. You know, it, that would just put it. There's that's it. There's nothing left for this team. There's we we can't move up. The yeah. only thing we can do really is improve on that winning percentage. Uh, and what's that going to do? Like we're not we're just not catching Halifax. I would say the goal of this team is to be over 500 by the time the season ends. Oh, which is see, uh, that's that's the, far off. That's that's, that's five, five wins. games. Five it's five wins. wins. It's of, not going to happen. Five wins in what eight games? Three. Five wins in, Ooh, yeah. in 10, maybe? Yeah, I didn't realize they had, yeah. You're, I, you're, I thought they were a little bit, I don't know why. I just said 10 and 15, and I thought they were like 10 and 12. You're basically so asking this team to to win five of five of eight. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. No. Um, Unless they get everybody back healthy. It could happen. Well, I mean, tonight, it's, it's, uh, yeah. tonight we're probably going to have LeBlanc back. We're probably going to have Bernier back. And Loshing is week to week. Dao is probably two, two weeks, weeks away. away. McKinney's two knows, weeks away. I think LaBelle's done for the year. Yeah. I think we'll we'll see him in training camp. There's no get point your, to bring him back. No, I think he's concussed. Don't yeah. even bring him back. Um, you know, best case scenario, this team has everybody back in time for playoffs, in time for that one game knockout, except for LaBelle. Um that's the thing. There's there's no point in rushing these that players should, yeah, back. Yeah, that should be your because goal. Because there's no need to. Yeah. Right? Uh, and it comes back to, there's just, look, it's mathematically possible. I'm just saying it's not going to happen. Because if you look at it, we literally would have to go, I mean, how many games does Halifax have left against Charlottetown? We don't know. Like, Moncton would literally have to go six and eight. If, if they went six and eight, we would probably. I, I think we could catch. We could catch Halifax, and Halifax would have to go, probably, two, two and eight or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. right? Um, like there's, there's just no. I just don't think it's possible that we catch Halifax at this point. So we're we're playing for that one game knockout against yeah. against Cape Breton. We hope that that lottery pick doesn't that ball doesn't come out as the Halifax Mooseheads, and you know we go into that March fourth, the sorry that May fourth game against Cape Breton, and you know hopefully get to that. Next step, which would be a, a one-game knockout against Halifax. Yep. That's uh, that's yeah. the outlook. Yep. Charlottetown plays Halifax on the 17th, and then they'll get their schedule for the rest of the the rest of the bubble. All right. Let's get to everyone's favorite time of the show. Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Well, they had one uh, <laughs> until about... So now you got two. Uh, until about uh, 10 minutes ago. Um, but no, it's... it's, uh, it's um, there was a big birthday at the rink um, Sunday. Um, Brent DeVorn, uh everybody's best friend, Brent DeVorn. Uh big two five, yeah, crazy. Um, so um, happy birthday, stick tap to uh, to Brent DeVorn and and hell, uh, just because of <laughs> uh, what happened uh, thirteen minutes ago. I'll also give a uh, a stick tap to uh, Feast Atlantic. For uh, you know, making me the big winner of a, of a PS5. I don't know, was it what is it a PS5 or a Mountain Echelon bike. exercise bike? Yeah, I think I'll probably, you know, I go to the gym. I don't need an exercise bike. <laughs> I'll take a PS5. I'll probably. Uh, the funny thing is, is I'll probably stop going to the gym because I have a PS5. <laughs> um, so but, you're saving money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that's that was that's pretty cool. I still can't get over that. Uh, I wonder if it comes with the game. Tell me what game I should buy. NHL? NFL? Not NFL, NHL. No, NHL? I play Call of Duty, you know. Uh, I'm not a big Fortnite. Guns, not a big guns guy. No. No. I I'm like terrible. Them. I shoot like this. And I no. miss the person, they kill me. So uh I have NHL. I enjoy it. Yeah, maybe I'll do NHL. You can do you can play with a Q, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah perfect. 
Yeah. I'll do the Q. We have NCAA football too. That's coming out actually next year. <sighs> they haven't made that since PS3, uh, 2008, I believe, when they started when they stopped doing the naming rights, okay. uh, kind of thing. So that's coming out next year, actually, on the PS5 on the next gen. Um, yeah, I'd go to the NHL. I, you know, I've had that for many years. I got it right now. Uh, just in the Stanley Cup final with Minnesota three years down the road. So. There you go. So there's that. That's my uh, my my two stick taps. My one that was planned. My second that was you know unplanned. Unplanned. Um, so happy uh, belated birthday, Brent. Um, and merci beaucoup. Thank you, Feast Atlantic, for obviously enjoying the fact that I ate three poutines, <laughs> which was the under by the way, because we said five. Yeah, still got uh, two days left. Isn't it over? I thought you said it was the fifteenth. Oh, I thought it was the eleventh. Anyways, oh, anyways. It's probably over because the contest. Yeah. So. Right. So here we go. Uh, that's that's that. Um, yeah. Once you start eating too many patins, your your gut just starts uh, hating you a little bit. <laughs> then, I, you need, then you. Need I was the on the can a lot, man. I can oh, tell you that. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. The stick tap week sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. All right, and that brings us to Rosemary Lynn's Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. The grand opening is April 19th from 4 till 8, Then opening day is April 20th, located at 1224 Mountain Road, Unit 6. Uh, so if you drive by, I believe she just put up new signs, if I saw correctly on the... Uh, Instagram and the Facebook page there. Uh, they offer relaxing, therapeutic, deep tissue massage, mommy-to-be massage, as well as many other services there. Um, you can now book your appointments. Uh, they started taking bookings on April 9th. Just call Nicole, 830-1224, or follow her on Facebook and Instagram, Rosemary underscore Lynn's Massage. Rosemary underscore Lynn's underscore Massage. Uh, you know, he came back at the right time. He's found some excellent chemistry with Hudson and Langlois. I mean, he had a little bit of that chemistry early on in the year, but he's, they've taken it to another level. Uh, he's bringing the physicality. Um, now he's bringing some scoring with it. Uh, he had two goals, two assists in these four games this past week. Uh, your Rosemary Lynn massage wildcast wildcat of the week is number 49. Maxim Barbashev. And I won't lie. It was difficult to pick, uh, difficult to make that decision. I had a couple, a couple names. Um, I know you've got an honorable mention one. Uh, the other, I guess we'll have two honorable mentions. It's a big one. Uh, Owen Stammer, he had four assists. So uh, your honorable mention, sir? So my honorable mention, um, we did mention his name earlier in the show. Uh, I think he deserves absolutely every opportunity to be a, to have a guaranteed spot on next season's roster. Thomas Darcy yep. um, literally has stepped in as a call-up and done more than enough uh, to to prove that he can play in this league. Um, just another fantastic find in the later rounds by the Wildcats coaching staff, eighth round, 147th overall. Um, to put things into perspective here, la, last season when he played with uh, uh, Collège Este Blondin, the Phoenix, I know <laughs> I might have not got that right. Better than me. He was a minus 22. Wow. Um, and in nine games with the Wildcats, he is a plus six. Uh, so to be a plus six on this team is fantastic. Uh, I don't think you can ask for more than that. Um, three goals, one assist, four points in nine games. Staying out of the box, he only got two penalty minutes. According to his Elite Prospects page, he is ready to play with uh, in the Quebec Junior A League next year, but I don't think that's going I to happen. I don't think that'll happen. Um, I like his chances of being with the Wildcats permanently. That's a perfect 5-6 uh, defenseman. Yes, 100%. Makes smart plays, he, chips in offensively, does the little things right. I. Who does he remind you of? Oh, Without the turnovers. Tristan DeYoung. Thank you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if that's the guy or if there was a, a different defenseman, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, just his poise. Young. His poise with the puck yeah. is, is 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 he's such a his poise is amazing. Um, always happens to make the smart shots on goal. He's not shooting it into the pant legs or anything yeah. like that. You know, he's finding a lane. He's generating rebounds. 
He's scoring goals. He's jumping in on the rush and scoring a beautiful two-on-one goal yep. um, against St. John to make. I think that was the fourth, the four-one goal. That was a game winner. Yep. Yeah, the GWG, GWG for the TD. <laughs> Thomas twickled the twine to make it four <laughs> one, uh, and the Dar- yeah. So and that's uh, the knee drop on the fourth goal. That's yeah. the that's the Darcy drop. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that is my honorable mention for the uh, the cat of the week is uh, Thomas Darcy. Yeah, I. Uh, that's an excellent point. I think he's done more than enough to to have a very good shot of putting his stamp on the team uh, next year. Um, and he's I I can't remember if he's getting power play time, but I think he's if he hasn't. I gotta believe he's uh, he's at least earned that on the second power play just to to see how he does with those uh, those extra minutes. So that'll do it for us this week. Again, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for joining us on the YouTube. If you liked it, hit subscribe, hit like, uh, keep making us infamous. Uh, don't forget game tonight versus the Acadie Bathurst Titan. Use your January eighth ticket as well. There are games on the road, seventeenth and eighteenth. I'm not sure. I know the one in Bathurst is on uh, Rogers TV, the French broadcast, and I'm not 100% sure about the St. John one, but here's hoping. And I mean, we'll be back next week to recap those games, and I would imagine we'll have some uh, some dates uh, for the next few weeks as, sadly, we don't get to see an Atlantic bubble. As always, thanks for downloading. Thanks for joining us on YouTube. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.